Welcome to the Craft of Shadows podcast, based on the novel The Jewel of Nineveh by Dewish Basiti. Discover new content and subscribe to receive updates at craftofshadows.com. Now, on with the show. Chapter 9. Swordplay What is that spear doing there, discarded in the corner? The Grand Vizier was dressed in a finely made, but nonetheless functional, quilted leather jerkin and simple leather trousers. His boots scrunched lightly in the loose sand of the training courtyard of his personal detachment of guards. One of his soldiers ran from the wall where he waited in attendance, scooped up the offending weapon and replaced it in a weapon rack. I don't like to repeat myself and I don't like things being left lying around. Arshan's boot stepped precisely as he danced forward and back and his blade clashed with his partner. The captain of the Grand Vizier's honour guard was Arshan's match in height, but twice as broad, and thick cords of muscles worked in his arms as he fended off the flurry of strikes against his shield and sword. The big man's cheeks were laced with dozens of fine scars, some old and white, others newer and pink. Why are you holding back, Baycard? I ask you here to train with me as I find few worthy foes other than you in the palace. Do not insult me by going light on me. Bekar grunted in assent, the sweat flowing down his face and forcing him to blink it away, the evening breeze insufficient to cool his heaving mass. He stepped forward with a snarling curl of his lip, beat back the Grand Vizier's blade, then lashed out with the shield, catching Ashon across the shoulder and knocking him back. Excellent. Much better. The Grand Vizier counterattacked, swinging whirling loops, blurred figures of eight, ringing blows glancing across shield and blade alike as the captain of the guard retreated in short, hurried steps panting as he defended against the relentless attack. Arshan's blade penetrated the defences and nicked Bacard's cheek, a hiss of pain from the big man and a trickle of blood running down his cheek. He lowered his shield and sword as the Grand Vizier held the tip of his blade over Bacard's chest. You see how much more fun it is if you put your heart into it? Well, that's enough from you, I think. Send in some targets and I'll finish up for the night. Bekar bowed and left the training square, then returned a few minutes later, pushing three pale-faced and wide-eyed men in front of him. Good evening, hearty common folk of Ur. Your monarch, the wise and beneficent sultan, entrusted upon me the security of his person. Although I array guards around him, I fret terribly that a lone assassin may break through the defences and take his majesty by surprise.
Should such a dreadful event ever happen, it would be remiss of me not to be well prepared to defend His Majesty's life with my own. The common men stirred with unease and looked to each other, wildly trying to grasp their current circumstances. The Grand Vizier pointed at the weapons rack that were fixed to each wall of the training courtyard. To that end, I find it instructive to determine if I have it within myself the ability to defend His Majesty if he were so threatened. Please select weapons of your choosing, then attack me as if your life depended on it. The Grand Vizier laughed richly and shook his head, smiling at his own joke. Because, gentlemen, It does. The men stared aghast at the Grand Vizier, then with exchanged glances and nods understood they held a shared purpose. They sprinted to the rack and seized heavy swords, grasping them with both hands and advancing on the Grand Vizier, surrounding him. The first attacked and followed a moment later by the second, and then by the third. The sword of the first whistled through the air in an overhead slashing strike, but all too slow for the vizier, who spun out of the way and drew the tip of his sword along the man's tunic, splitting it and drawing a deep horizontal slice that burst forth with blood a rapidly growing stain down the front of the man's clothes. The second came in more cautiously, jabbing at the Grand Vizier, then jumping and swinging at him. Arshan let out an exasperated groan, stepping daintily inside the swing to avoid both it and a stab from behind from the third man, and driving his sword so hard through the chest of the second man it protruded several blood inches out of his back. The body fell to the ground, landing awkwardly with the blade still through him, the dying man looking up at Arshon as the Grand Vizier snatched up the two-handed sword from limp fingers and spun around with the weapon describing a wide arc behind him. The third man's head came so cleanly away from his body that Arshan could swear he saw it blink before it hit the ground. The body stood there, the next stump a fountain of blood, sword firmly gripped to the front. With glacial slowness, it slumped to the ground and fell over. Arshan shook the blood from the heavy blade with a flick of the wrist and advanced on the first man, who clutched his chest his sleeve stained as darkly as the front of his robe. Please, I want to live. I have a family. Arshan slowly shook his head from side, tutting softly. Your life has no meaning. All you have is how you die. And you, wretched peasant, die as nothing more than a banal target practice. The Grand Vizier flipped the sword from hand to hand 
as he slides twice from shoulder to opposing hip and then the other shoulder to hip. The man's chest split open and he fell backward, his organs spilling out as his last breath failed. Arshan arched an eyebrow up to the captain of his guard and seesawed his hand from side to side. What do you think, Bacard? Too showy? Bacard looked at the ruined corpses and then up at his master. What did I ever do with my decades of loyal service to the Sultan to end up being saddled with this homicidal maniac, he wondered. Elegant as always, Your Excellency. I'll have someone drag away the corpses and uh, rake the sand. Good night, Baycard. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Craft of Shadows podcast. More details at craftofshadows.com. Copyright 2020, Divush Pasiti and Victor Publishing. Title music by Turku, Nomads of the Silk Road, at turkumusic.com.